Do you identify as an empath, someone who feels the emotions and sensations of others as if they were their own? And if so, do you see it as a blessing or a curse? Empathy is in fact a beautiful psychic gift that we are all capable of cultivating. It is in fact a blessing and not a curse. Some of us are more naturally inclined towards empathy than others, just like any other psychic skill or life skill really for that matter. Whether or not you feel you're naturally empathetic in a spiritual sense, energy management is very important for all mystics. The more you do this spiritual work, the more you spiritually awaken, and the deeper your empathy will run, and the more the spiritual cycle of growth and transformation and beauty and wonder and all that loveliness will just continue. And unchecked psychic empathy can definitely hinder your quality of life, which makes it feel like a curse. So in this podcast, I am joined by Sydney Morrison, self-empowerment coach and host of the Path to Empowerment podcast, because she is one of those highly gifted empaths who has learned a lot about using the psychic gift as a blessing, and she helps her clients do this as well. So we're going to be talking about energy management for empaths and highly sensitive people and mystics of all energy levels. This is spiritual hygiene, and it's just as important as your body hygiene. So stay tuned. You're about to shatter the f*** out of your manifesting ceiling because you're tuning in to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast, your number one resource for grounded spirituality and working with the law of attraction the right way. I'm Sarah Ray, I'm your manifesting coach, and this is the podcast where I teach mystics like you how to manifest on purpose and hopefully get you to laugh at least once per episode. New episodes filled with manifesting, mindfulness, and magic come out each Friday. Give us a five-star rating wherever you happen to be listening so we can reach more modern mystics with spiritual awesomeness. Yes! And now, a quick word from this week's sponsor. You can manifest anything. I really mean that. You, as in you listening right now, can manifest absolutely anything and everything. And I don't just believe it, I know it. You have endless manifesting potential inside of you right now, and you can learn to tap into it during your manifesting potential discovery call. This isn't just another soulless pep talk about chasing your dreams. This is formulating a real plan of action that is in alignment with your values, your vision, and your spiritual specialties with the help of your manifesting coach that actually cares about your success. Have you discovered your manifesting potential yet? Go to spirituallyinspired.co slash call to book your free manifesting potential discovery call today. I am on your side and I'll help you with your spiritual strategy for manifesting your dream life right now as soon as possible. Go to spirituallyinspired.co slash call to book now. Welcome, Sydney. Thank you so much for being here to talk about the gift of empathy from a spiritual and mindful perspective. We are going to be talking about empath energy management, because that is something that you specialize in. That's something that you help your clients with, something that I know I need help with, because it's a, it's a very hard thing to do when this is a new concept to you. Uh, so I want to make sure we're creating an episode where we're just laying foundations and we're helping people out. We might not be aware of what being an empath means or like if they even are one, does this even apply to me? So 
let's first build a solid foundation of what we're exactly talking about, what empathy means in this context. And then we're going to dive in a little bit more about empath energy management, how you came to be here talking about this and all the tips and tricks that you have for us. How does that sound? <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm more than happy to talk about yes. this. Stuff. Oh, I know you are. <laughs> you are fantastic when it comes to this stuff. So very basic question. I always like to start of, off with what are we freaking talking about? What is an empath? Because we understand in English what empathy means. But what are we talking about in in this spiritual context as an intuitive gift? What is an empath? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just like you said, we all understand what empathy is. And that's kind of like the starting baseline to what an empath is. So empathy is just the ability to like relate to other people, right? To feel, um, you know, sorry for them, to feel their emotions, to be excited for them, all those fun things. Um, but being an empath is instead of just looking at somebody who's, you know, maybe going through a hard time, like, oh, I'm so sorry and I'm here for you, or, you know, cheering on someone at their graduation, so proud of you. Being an empath is actually taking on those emotions, sensations as if they were your own. And this can be really challenging if you don't know what an empath is, but you're experiencing those things. And that's exactly what my upbringing was like. I spent so many times having these, you know, panic attacks and feeling, you know, depressed or feeling just really weird and off for most of my life. And I didn't even clue in that you know, these things that I'm feeling aren't mine at all. It's relating to the people that I'm surrounding myself with. So when we're talking about an empath, there's three different types of empaths. There is an emotional empath, there's a physical empath, and an intuitive empath. And all that means is that you're just picking up on people's emotions, sensations in different ways. Um, so again, if you're experiencing empathy, which we all do to a point, we're understanding what's going on with the other person. But a physical empath might be somebody who, you know, oh, you have a headache. I have a headache too. I must be picking up on yours. Um, again, emotional is pretty straightforward. If, you know, you're somebody who's going through a hard time, I'm feeling those exact same emotions. Um, and then intuitive I kind of like to think of an intuitive empath as like a level up from an emotional one because an intuitive empath is somebody who absolutely we're feeling what you're feeling we're taking it on as our own but instead of just sitting there like oh you seem really sad today like i'm feeling a deep sadness inside of me you have this kind of deeper understanding of okay not only am i feeling your sadness but I have a feeling it has to do with XYZ reasoning. So you're just kind of having that explanation to why they might be feeling a certain way. Oh, wow. So can you be all three at once? Is that like the next level is to kind of have all these sensations at once when you're yeah. in that? Absolutely. Yeah, you can have all three at once. Um, you know, there's, uh, we don't have to get into it today, because I know we are limited on time. But I like to talk about the clair senses whenever yes. I'm dealing with all of these, you know, fun, energetic things. And it's basically for those who don't know, just like your normal five senses, uh, but on a spiritual, I can't see it, but I know it's there type of realm. So um, as an empath, right, being able to feel someone else's emotions, um, it might be that, yeah, you're actually picking up on like a weird gut feeling, you might actually have that headache or that back pain. Um, but specifically with the intuitive piece, you're going to be maybe getting these weird messages that you don't know how to decode. Um, because yeah, maybe it's just a thought pops into your head, like a claircognizance type thing mm -hmm. where you can't explain why you know it, but it's there. So so absolutely, you can be somebody who experiences all three types of those empath traits, 
one may be more prominent than the other usually. Um, but the one thing I do want to highlight as well when we're talking about empaths is the difference between an empath and a highly sensitive person. Yes, you took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. Yes. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Fantastic. We are on the same wavelength. I love it. And I love to bring it up because I remember when I was starting out, um, and again, you know, I spent my whole life dealing with depression and anxiety. And, you know, a, a lot of that does run in my family. But I was having moments like the best example is probably when I was going off to university and I was studying psychology because I loved learning about people and the mind. It's just I it's love so psychology. fascinating. Yeah. And what I really struggled with, though, was, um, you know, we were a pretty big campus and I would be so excited. I'd get in my car, I'd go drive off to class. And almost every single time without fail, I would go park in the big parking lot and I would instantly be in tears and have a panic attack in the car. And I'm sitting there trying to rationalize this, like, what is going on? Like, I don't have to do anything. I just sit in a classroom. I listen to my professor. I take notes. It's something I'm interested in. What's what's the missing piece here? What's wrong? And it wasn't until I actually had a session with a psychic medium who told me, oh, you might want to look into what an empath is because you are one. But <laughs> <laughs> I finally started to research and figure out, oh, you know, it wasn't me. I was just picking up on, you know, it's university. Everybody's stressed. And this was oh always God. like mid-October, right when we're into like, you know, the midterm. So obviously it was at a peak at that point. Um, but when I was doing all this research on an empath, I knew that I was one because I am somebody who does experience all three, um, both the physical. That was to me the biggest test of am I an empath? Because emotionally, it's easy for your anxiety to trick yourself out of it. Mm. Like, oh, maybe I'm just really good at like reading their body language. <laughs> you know, right, like yeah. it'll try to trick you in some cases. But physically, what I found is um, like I had this friend who had fractured her tailbone mm. and I didn't know it at the time, but every time I'd hang out with her, like my low back tailbone was just in so much discomfort and pain and I'm moving around in my chair. And I finally said something in conversation with her like, oh, yeah, I don't know why, but I just I don't feel very comfortable. It hurts a lot. And that's when she brought up that she had fractured her tailbone. And as soon as she said that, the pain dissipated. It kind of went away because mm -hmm. I was able to recognize it's not my own. Um, but anyway, I, I knew I was an empath for those reasons. I did my research into the three different types and I checked every single box. Um, but what I found along the way was every once in a while, there was this topic of the highly sensitive person, mm -hmm. but I never really knew too much about it. There wasn't anything really talked about in the literature that I was reading. Yeah, so, it's a relatively new term. It is exactly yeah. right. So for those who are tuning in and, you know, they're like, okay, well, I, you know, I've always been told that I'm a sensitive person and, you know, I, I feel like I'm very emotional oftentimes, sure. but I'm not necessarily connecting with the idea of taking on other people's emotions as my own then you're probably a highly sensitive person. So that just means it's like the the stepping stone between just being empathetic and being an empath. You're not quite an empath because you're not taking it on yourself, but you experience significantly more empathy than the average person, which honestly makes it just as challenging. So if yeah. you're listening and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm a highly sensitive person, I can tune out now. Absolutely not. Everything no. <laughs> that we're about to say relates to you too. Even though empath, again, you're seeming to kind of take those emotions on as, their, as your own. 
being a highly sensitive person, you need to protect yourself in the same way. You need to practice the same techniques because that's really what this conversation is all about is yes. the struggles that can come with these amazing gifts. Yeah. And they really are gifts. At the end of the day, it is meant to be a gift. It just seems overwhelming when you don't know what you're doing, when you don't realize that's what's happening, similar to your experience. If I had a dime for every time someone told me a similar story to what you had, where they just couldn't figure out why they were so overwhelmed or why they would be around certain groups of people and feel certain ways and uh, it's just a really common experience. Um, so I'm glad that we're talking about it now. And I know a lot of you can relate, but I personally can relate more to the highly sensitive person um, label because I have always been taught how to sort of personally protect my own energies. I've never really felt like my boundaries are violated in a way that a lot of empaths feel. So why is this violation of boundaries so painful for empaths? Why is this hard, a hard thing to deal with if you don't know what you're doing? Oh, for for a number of reasons. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of it is you just kind of learn by trial by fire, yeah. kind of. <laughs> right. um, but the, the difficult thing with empathic people, people who are empaths specifically, is because we are taking on this pain, we're experiencing it through their eyes in our own bodies. It makes us have this sense of, okay, well, I now have to fix this. Um, and, you know, because we feel mm. these emotions and this pain so deeply, it's just in our nature to want to help other people. And we say, okay, well, I've experienced this emotion firsthand. I've experienced this pain firsthand. I don't want anybody else to have to go through that. So I'm going to kind of go out of my way to try to fix this in some capacity. So right off the bat, we are setting zero boundaries. Mm. We are just kind of welcoming in the pressure. We're saying, okay, well, maybe if I let this person talk to me about it and you know they kind of vent and get it off their chest and i absorb it because people get confused thinking well maybe that's my gift is i absorb it and yes. it takes it away from them that's no not that's what no happens. one's gift that is no one's <laughs> no, gift i will say that right now that's <laughs> not what happens the only thing that happens is i mean obviously the person might feel a little bit better because sure. they were able to get something off their chest but at the end of the day they're still feeling that emotion and now they've just brought you down with them yeah. So when we're talking about setting boundaries as an empath, we want to do two things. We want to be setting boundaries with other people. So taking stock of, you know, what situations are really bringing my energy down? Where am I feeling like people are taking advantage of me? Where am I feeling like, you know, I might want to go hang out with this friend, but I know that every time I go see them, I always leave just feeling deflated. Those types of things we want to keep an eye out for and try to limit those interactions and adjust them as needed. Um, so really great example. And, you know, it sounds so much easier when you're listening to it on a podcast, but in practice, it does take a lot of guts. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even if there's somebody who is, you know, needing to vent to you about something or even if it's just that they want to hang out with you, they might not necessarily want to talk about anything, but, you know, being an empath, I'm going to pick up on it regardless. You can maybe suggest, you know, saying to this person, you know, hey, I'm sorry, but I don't really have the capacity to, you know, help you through this right now. I don't have the capacity to listen. Um, do you think maybe we could get together, you know, a little bit later when 
I, you know, my cup is full, right? And I can kind of walk through life with you instead of feeling the need to just take it all on. So trying to set boundaries with other people. um, But specifically, the other thing is setting boundaries with ourselves. Mm. So just like what I had said earlier with that piece of, you know, oh, I'm going to go and help everybody and it's all going to be sunshine, lollipops and rainbows. (laughs) As an empath, sure, you do have a gift for helping others, but you want to make sure you're doing it in the right capacity. And exactly that. It does mean setting your boundaries to, you know, make sure that your cup is as full as it can be to help other people. So instead of hanging around with somebody who you know their energy is going to bring you down, you want to say, okay, well, how can I best, you know, protect my energy and make myself feel protected and safe enough that not only can I be around this person, but, you know, I can bring them up with me. We're not just going to sit down and wallow in pity together. We're going to move forward. We're going to move through this. Mm -hmm. And it's a huge challenge. But the biggest thing you can do at that point, which does sound a little weird, but it's taking proper care of yourself. Like, honestly, having a really good self-care practice Everybody needs to do that first yes. and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. But highly sensitive people and empaths. I'm really sorry, but we got to like double time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that's the the one downfall is that, you know, to people who are just experiencing normal amounts of empathy, obviously self-care is still important, but it doesn't take as much for their battery to be drained. So for people like us who are experiencing life, you know, just kind of super intensely all the time, we need to take so many extra steps to make sure that we're kind of at the same page as everybody else. I'm going to be honest, there are going to be people who don't respect your boundaries. Oh, yeah. And you just need to take that as well. You know what? If the time comes that they can recognize that this is a reasonable boundary, they'll come back. But typically, if they can't respect your boundaries, because let's face it, you are being reasonable then these aren't the type of people who you should be surrounding yourself with anyway. I really couldn't agree more, especially with the people who don't respect the boundaries. Because you kind of touched on something that's really important when it comes to being an empath is having toxic people in your life because they tend to be attracted to the empath. Because as an empath, you have a little bit more capacity for naturally for that pain and people who have that pain need someone. And so you naturally find each other. Don't be afraid to cut those people out if you need. (laughs) That's so important. And it is hard, you know, big life altering relationship status change or could just simply be, you know, I just don't want to associate with that person anymore and just kind of slides off your back. But regardless, it's important on all levels. So kind of piggybacking off of that, what are some other signs that your boundaries are being violated as an empath or a highly sensitive person and you need to do more of the spiritual work? Yes. Yeah. So the biggest one is just feeling drained, feeling that like really intense fatigue, um, really crazy mood swings. um, Just, yeah, kind of feeling like the best way I could describe it is like a walking zombie. That's exactly how I felt before I kind of implemented anything um, to be able to help myself. Right. Um, So, yeah, if you're feeling any of that, just like very low energy, it doesn't take much to set you on edge. and I cannot highlight enough just because I know we were talking about it, but it's so, so relevant is really noticing not even just the people you're surrounding yourself with, but the things that you're doing in your day-to-day life that is making you feel that kind of drained, lethargic, gross, irritated, 
you know, all of those funky kind of things. Like it could even just be something as simple as watching the news. I feel so much lighter now that I'm not watching that 24 <laughs> seven. So yeah. a great example of just setting a boundary for yourself, right, is being able to limit that intake of news because even if it's good news it can still be overwhelming so it's just, also just media consumption in general kind of right? like the next level up just in general limiting your stimuli is exactly good. Yeah. yes yeah so just you know setting those uh boundaries with yourself but that's i'm kind of getting on a tangent there but honestly yeah the, no, the best way that i can say you can tell your you're being your boundaries are being violated by yourself and by others is just that like walking zombie feeling of like, I'm drained, I'm lethargic, and I'm just, I'm not feeling like myself. So what happens if I am an empath and I have a never, this is like the first time I've ever heard of this. And I don't even, I barely even know what boundaries are. <laughs> How do I start making these baby steps to improve my energy management to not only call my energy back to me, but get rid of all the energy that's not mine, send it back to where it came from? Like, how do I begin doing this if I've never done this before? Yes. Yeah. So for the people who are absolute beginners, the one thing that I always say to start off with is to just think about what it means to return to yourself. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to worry about protecting just yet. We're not going to worry about setting boundaries just yet. I really encourage a lot of people in this position to reestablish what it feels like to just be in their own body, not taking on anyone else's crap for lack of a better term <laughs> um because that's the most important i remember that's what i struggled with the most was after i found out okay i'm you know picking up on other people's emotions you know people are kind of bringing me down they're you know always kind of sucking the life out of me it feels like when i had someone kind of say to me okay well you know how do you tell the difference then between what's you know what's yours and what's not mm. i just kind of sat there i'm like well like i don't know i've spent my whole life thinking that all of this stuff was mine and I've just found out that a lot of it's not. So what do I do? So one of the best things that I can suggest is first thing in the morning, like right as you wake up, before you reach for your phone or your coffee even or anything else, I want you to just take even just a, you know, quick one minute body scan. Go throughout your body, figure out what's happening. We're not going to, you know, bring judgment into this, but we just want to see what's happening. And that's going to kind of set the tone for you for at least the beginning of your day. Because obviously, you know, as we move through life, things are going to fluctuate. So I encourage you to do this a couple times throughout the day. But honestly, just to start every morning, take a minute to figure out where you are in your body and what's happening. And then that way, as you go through the day, hopefully practicing a little bit of mindfulness and meditation yes. throughout there, because yes. those are my favorite things. Oh, of Talk course. That forever. <laughs> um, but honestly, the more mindful we are about what's going on in our body and internally, it makes it easier for us to recognize when we do get these intense emotions coming forward or physical sensations or intuitive hits, we can get a clearer idea of what is actually ours and what is other people's. So that's going to be your first step is to identify what's mine and what's not. And it's going to sound so silly, but I'd say like, don't be afraid to either like think or say out loud if you're feeling gutsy, like if this isn't mine, please take it away. Because once you're able to go throughout your day and experience all these heavy emotions and yeah, you can take the time to either in your mind or to say out loud, is this mine? I'm not even kidding. If it's not yours, 
it might not totally go away, but it will dissipate a lot. And that kind of helps you again, just kind of recenter yourself, think back to how you felt that morning and say, okay, I'm going to, you know, release whatever is not mine, which we'll get to that in a second, how you can do yes. that. But again, first step is really just figuring out how are you feeling in your body today? That is step number one. Uh, step number two would be, yeah, obviously to practice mindful meditation, because as I said, the more frequently you do that, it's basically like bodybuilding for your mind. Mm -hmm. Again, not going to happen overnight, but the more you practice it, the easier it will become to identify your emotions compared to somebody else's. And then when you're put in a space where you think, okay, I'm now, you know, I'm sitting on the, you know, bus on my way to work and I'm surrounded by, you know, 30, 40 people who are, you know, kind of sucking out my energy here. Right. All walks of life. I can identify, right? <laughs> I can identify, okay, most of what I'm feeling right now is not mine, but then you're stuck thinking, well, what do I do with that? But the so, identification is so empowering. Like that, for those yeah. first two steps, you're already doing so well. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I, I really do think, you know, just kind of that mind over matter of having that recognition that, okay, this isn't mine. That's half the battle. It truly yeah, is. For sure. So then what would be the next thing? Is it protection? Yes. yes. <laughs> you yes, got it. Yes. it. <laughs> next step is protection. And like the beauty in this is that there are so many different ways and like so many different opportunities to be able to give this a try. So yeah. What I normally do is um, like I like to do my protection for the day first thing in the morning when I'm in the shower. So the water to me is like water is just something that I find very cleansing, very healing. Mm. That's what I gravitate yeah. towards. So when I'm in the shower, just before I pop out, I take a second to just picture the water as if it's going to create like a protective layer around me. And as it's creating that protective layer, it's pushing away, it's washing away thing that I don't need anymore. And as I'm going throughout my day, I do my best to, in those stressful situations, just remind myself of that protective layer that I had visualized around myself this morning. So if you're a visual person, you can have so much fun with this. I've had clients where like, I mean, some people want to do a protective bubble. Oh, if yeah, that's, that's your me. jam. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know for myself sometimes like I, the water is one thing because I can, I can visualize it like walking walking oh my gosh washing away <laughs> right the water's kind of washing away everything but when I'm going to like a party or a big get together where I know or like even Costco where it's a big store and I know I'm going to be surrounded by so many people I create like a fortress I'm like in this giant tower in a beautiful castle I've got a moat all the way around I'm like no one is getting into this because <laughs> sometimes a bubble personally I find can just be a little too delicate so in my mind i've created this fortress so that as i'm going throughout my day i'm thinking okay you know what this isn't mine it's going away this isn't mine it's going away and again it's that mind over matter piece other really amazing tool to be able to protect yourself is just taking even like a 30 second pause uh, i used to do this at work all the time where um i worked in an office that was just it was not my jam it was not a, a good you. And I think a lot of people listening can relate to that. <laughs> right. Uh, and if that is you and you're okay to look a, a little woo at work, 
bring in your crystals. I had crystals all over my desk and Me that too. just, oh my gosh, it helped so it much. Did. It really <laughs> did. And people would ask you questions. They'd be like, so what's this? And you're like, oh, this is my whatever. And it does this magic. And, and there's also often like uh, quiet rooms or like mother nursing rooms that you can go and have a mindful minute in. Um, most offices yeah. have these quiet spaces that you can certainly just go and decompress in and nobody's going to think twice about it. So exactly. active energy management. I love that you're talking about doing this during your day because so many people have a roadblock where they don't, they feel like they need to be private about it or that it needs to be like a whole song and dance, but they can't, oh, yeah. they, there's like a, a block thinking that it needs to, it can't just be in the moment. I can't just say I'm protected now. And so it is like, it, it can be just as simple as you want it to be having your crystals nearby, having the space, having the mind over matter, having your mind in the right spot is huge too. I love yeah, that. exactly. And I think, you know, like I was saying, the great thing with protection is that there are so many different ways. So find the the ones that resonate for you and create like a little mini toolbox. I usually recommend having like a bigger type of routine at least once a week. Um, but yeah, those kind of smaller bite size protection pieces, they are just as valuable when we're feeling anxious and unprotected and we can feel this energy drain. And then, you know, especially if we get anxious about it, because we're like, I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Then it's easy to spiral. So just For trying sure. to have some kind of grounding practice where, yeah, I'd picture myself as like a tree with my roots going into the earth. And that just helped me feel so centered and so secure yeah. that I was like, okay, you know, I took a few deep breaths. I'm now ready to to go back to work. And I try to do that like, you know, once in the morning and once in the afternoon. And that was also just a nice excuse to get up and away from my desk. Oh, yeah. For sure. Nobody does that nowadays. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love how you brought up the importance of grounding is recentering those lower chakras, reestablishing that feeling of security and stability when you're spiraling, when you're so stuck in your head and all the emotions are too much. Regrounding is so, so vital. The fight or flight mindset when too, when you become too overwhelmed and too stimulated and you have to fix it, but you don't know how, you just become very defensive. Do that yeah. as much as possible because that's like the number one thing that you can do to ground your energy at any point in time, to feel good at any point in time is to just simply ground. Right. And just like you said, it's so simple and easy to do. And yeah, like, you know, even on your, your bus ride, if that's how you're getting to and from work, like you don't have to be standing even just to like sit there. Right. And, you know, for you, right. You were saying that bubble of protection, like these are super quick, you know, 30 second to a minute practices that you can do virtually anywhere. Um, and that's one thing that I really would even focus on um, for my clients over the holiday season, because this is the thing that I think people forget when we're having the conversation about empaths. And I, I do my best to be careful with my language. I do tend to focus on like the more painful, like emotions and sensations, just because people seem to understand that more sure. um, when we're talking about how to help empaths and highly sensitive people. But honestly, you know, even around the holidays where it's the opposite usually, and people are just, we're so excited. We have, you know, all these parties that we're going to, and it's this super light and vibrant energy even that can be incredibly draining. So, you know, in those moments, I tell people that exact same thing, you know, go, even if it's just, oh, I'm just going to run to the bathroom for, you know, a minute and use that as your reset. And again, that's a great time to go back and think, okay, how was I feeling this morning? What, what am I feeling like today? Let's bring that back. You know, just sit in it for a couple minutes, breathe into it, and then we can move on and, you know, reintegrate with the, the rest of the party. Longer term, I always recommend people like 
I've said this so many times to myself, I will admit, just because you have a free day in your calendar doesn't necessarily mean that you are free to like go out and do things. I always tell people like, yeah, those, you know, quick 30 second tips, they work so well and they are so underrated because I even know when I was starting off, I was like, really, I'm just going to picture this bubble around me and it's going to, you know, fix all my problems. And I mean, you know, it doesn't fix all your problems, but it does fix a lot of them. <laughs> it <But> does. <laughs> a key part to that is that, you know, you've got this sturdy foundation that that 30 second exercise is only going to work if you add on some additional support systems. Empaths, we have this struggle. A lot of us sometimes feel like, yeah, we're really extroverted. We want to go see people, especially those who kind of boost us up and make us feel good. But at the same time, we recognize that even those moments, it it can be quite draining. So yeah. make sure that you have a reasonable expectation of how long it's going to take for you to energetically recover from work, from meeting a friend for coffee or a big event, Errands. you name it. Yeah. Right? I love how you're bringing this back around to kind of trial and error. You kind of mentioned that right at the beginning because we're all so unique. It, you do kind of have to figure out what works for you. And this kind of goes for everything, right? Not just empath energy management, but in general, just figuring out what works for you and being okay with that. Like what we're doing Absolutely. here is giving you suggestions this is these are not rules these are not requirements or prerequisites these are just generally speaking fantastic things that work for most people yeah you want to have some kind of a foundation and i remember being so scared at first when they were like you just got to see what works for you because i'm very much like no i just want to be told i just want to yeah. be told how to fix it because it gets so difficult right but you have to try to see the beauty in that, right, is to know that there are endless possibilities. So what works for you today, sure, it might not work for you tomorrow, but you have so many other things that you get to try and experiment with. And yeah, to just kind of let your imagination run wild. There might be so many other things that work for you that maybe weren't even mentioned in the podcast episode today. Yeah. And I think as long as you feel like you're coming back to yourself, you're grounding and you're actively saying, I don't want energy that's not mine. However, that manifests for you, you're on the right path. The one thing that can sometimes happen, you know, after you have this sense of like self-discovery. Okay. I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm an empath. I now kind of have a, a set of tools that I can use to navigate through this. What can happen sometimes, not often, but there are some people where in this process of protection, they become a little too introverted, a little mm. too like blocked off from society. Bared. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So one thing that you can do just to maybe, you know, make sure that that doesn't happen or you know to make it a little bit easier for you to navigate the fact that these tools are really just trying to help you move throughout the day it's not meant for you to just isolate yourself from everybody else i'm going to protect myself so i'm not taking anything on but i'm just going to leave this little welcome mat here to say i i am still open to connecting with people i'm not going to totally run away and you know be this hermit who lives in the woods right we want to yeah. find the balance between the two such an important distinction. I'm glad you brought that up. It's all about that balance. And like we mentioned before, all learning all of this is very empowering. And this is the heart of what you do with your work on, in Path to Empowerment. And this has been a fantastic conversation. I feel like this has been something that we all need to hear. Like this is going to be like a foundational pillar episode because this is like spiritual hygiene one-on-one. -on -one. Like what you yeah. need to do to protect yourself, even if you don't necessarily identify with the term of empath, you don't feel like you necessarily take things on. This is all really good stuff to keep your energy with you, to maybe tap into someone else's energy for the purpose of helping them 
not for the purpose of your own suffering. So exactly. this has been great. Can you tell us a little bit more about where we can connect with you more, Sydney, where we can learn more about what you do and your podcast and all the wonderful things you're doing in the world? Absolutely. So uh, yes, and for everybody listening, uh, you are going to be coming on my podcast, Path to Empowerment. Yes. So come check that out. Absolutely. So yeah, Path to Empowerment, that's the podcast that I have where very similarly to you, I talk about all the fun metaphysical energy, spiritual goodness that we all need to incorporate into our life. You know, it's that missing piece to our society from that mind body soul connection we're very yes. focused on the mind and the body we're you and i we're trying to lift up the soul piece a little bit we're, we're bringing that to people's attention which is fantastic. speaking my language yeah i love it <laughs> just like you said right all about balance so that's where we're trying to lift us up so yeah path to empowerment you can find that on spotify apple all sorts of places that you listen to podcasts uh, you can also find it on my website which is lightyourpath.ca and on this website, you have access to not only my podcast, uh, but there's a login where you can access free resources, including free meditations. So for those of you who want to practice some grounding, I've got some goodies there for you. And I also have a whole bunch of events that I do, usually a couple a month. They range from um, intuition development workshops, which I'm doing one this Friday that I'm super excited Ooh. for, uh, as well as Reiki energy healing sessions. And then I have my offerings as well. So if we're talking empowerment, soul coaching, Reiki, and psychic medium readings as well. Yeah. You and I, we are in the same industry. We're colleagues. We're professional yeah. spiritual colleagues. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I've so enjoyed having you on this podcast to talk about this because like I've mentioned, I don't really identify with the I, feeling of empath. I'm more of a highly sensitive person. So I wanted to bring someone on who had a little bit more firsthand experience with those boundaries and need to set them in some more solid techniques to help us protect our energy. And I feel like you delivered, over-delivered, and it's been such a joy. You have a, such a lovely energy. I love connecting with it. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I was so excited to come on here today to talk about this because just like you said, you don't have to identify as an empath or honestly, even as a highly sensitive person, because this is useful information that so many people on a global scale tend to forget. So yeah, like I don't care who you are, whatever, but if you've made it this far in the podcast, please let us know what ones you tried and what worked and what yeah. didn't because yeah. it's always so fun to hear people's stories. <laughs> it is. I love hearing how other people do their energy healing and all that fun stuff. That's why we talk about it. <laughs> I love Thank it. Thank you so much, Sydney, for being awesome. here. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, what a great episode. Thank you again, Sydney, for sharing so much knowledge about empath energy management. The three biggest takeaways I got from this episode are intuitive empathy goes a step beyond just feeling the feelings of others. We can also sense the source of these feelings, which can be useful for people who want to utilize their empathetic gifts to help others. And the second takeaway I have is about highly sensitive people. Highly sensitive people have great levels of empathy and intuitive understanding of the energies around them and the energies coming from other people but they don't necessarily experience the energy in the same way as an empath might. So I, for example, I can sense that you have lower back pain and I know that there's problems there, but I don't necessarily feel the lower back pain for myself. 
boundaries, and self-care are key to maintaining spiritual hygiene. Not being around people who don't respect your boundaries, as well as finding a way to prioritize filling up your own cup, will pay dividends for the rest of your life. If you enjoyed this episode and you felt like the information was resonating, then maybe you would also enjoy episode 126 of the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. It is titled, Everything You Need for a Glorious Spiritual Awakening. Because as we talked about on this episode, it doesn't have to be a painful experience. So let's make it a good one, shall we? Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. It was episode number 153 titled Empath Energy Management with Sydney Morrison of the Path to Empowerment Podcast. I am your host and your manifesting coach, Sarah Ray. And as you go on your way today, know that I'm sending you an abundance of love, light, and inspiration. Blessed be. Hey, you. Yeah, you, the mystical one. You are warmly invited to our next Reiki share inside of our free Facebook group. Twice per week, I go live on camera to offer channeled guidance from spirit and healing energy to all those who need it and want it with replays always available. And I would be honored if you would be a part of these magical circles. Go to spirituallyinspired.co slash free group to become a member for free and get your fill of healing crystal Reiki. I can't wait to see you in the group. Bye, friends.